0: its flow and this is my impression of a beat poet name name your name your price Ah, a tool an idea an inspiration to do more than
1: just say what you want to pay oh no but to see the options that could fit your budget steve steve enough bongos find car insurance that fits your budget at progressive.com makes me want to dance steve progressive casualty insurance company price and coverage match limited by state law
2: Log Talk Radio.
3: is the 12 radio show again i am your host 12 kyle the phone number to call in area code 347 215-7162 again 347-215-7162 this is an interactive show we ask that you not just listen to the show you can be a part of the show participate in tonight's discussion now there's a couple of ways you can do that you can log into our chat room our chat room is always open And it's always interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and join the discussion, or you can log in as a guest and watch the chatter go back and forth between the chat room participants. Uh, If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com/backslash Twelve Radio Show. We have our own uh, fan page there. Like the page, become a fan of the page, Uh, and that way you can keep up with show updates as well as guest features. I also have my own personal Facebook page. Uh, Just go to Facebook.com backslash 12Kyle, spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. If you're on Twitter, definitely follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back, uh, at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. If you miss any parts of this show, tonight's show is, just like all of our shows, a broadcast live each and every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. So if you miss any parts of the show, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash 12 kyle the show is now being featured on soundcloud as well as youtube and of course we're always on stitcher and itunes so there's no reason if you missed any parts of the show to not catch the repeat of the podcast so you definitely want to do that phone number to call in 347-215-7162 gotta thank everybody who hit me up over the past couple of weeks um It's been, uh, yeah, it's been two weeks since my last show. Uh, so, you know, a couple people hit me up and said, hey, man, I heard you were quitting radio and you were retiring. Uh, people asked about the show. Uh, just took a couple of weeks off. The kids were on spring break. One week had, uh, my mom in town. And, uh, last week, man, um, didn't do anything in particular. Well, actually, no. Last week we, uh, shot a video for Dead End Sports. So, um, so, yeah, I appreciate everybody asking and checking on your boy. But, um. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. at least not anytime soon. Trust me, when this show ends, you will be the second to know. Um again, the phone number to call in area code 347 215 Got a packed show tonight, man. Um doing something that uh if you've been rocking with this show since its inception uh back Jesus five year five and a half years ago, man my first my very first show, and sometimes I'll go back and listen to the first show uh i, I was so terrible <laughs> but um but i was I was a lot was going on, but I pulled it off uh my first ever show was about hip hop um anybody that knows me if you listen to this show um anybody knows me, they know that I am a huge hip hop fan uh always have been always will be. Uh, that was my first show. I think I've probably done more hip-hop shows than I've done any other shows in my life uh, on the 12 radio shows. So tonight going to talk something that's dear and dear to me. That's hip-hop. Um, and I always say we are hip-hop. We we, we we are. All of us are. We are part of the culture. And um, having transitioned through it, actually I've can actually say I've grown up with hip-hop. Hip-hop is just as old as I am, is, believe it or not. So um, tonight that's what we're talking. But A lot of times on this show, I'll talk about, you know, old-school hip-hop, or we'll talk about classic hip-hop, or we'll talk about classic albums, or we'll talk about certain eras. Uh, Tonight, we're actually going to talk about the state of hip-hop, where hip-hop is right now, and we'll talk about where it's going, some of the things we like, some of the things we don't like. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to keep it popping like that. So uh, pass the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. 12 Radio is back on the air again. Uh tonight's co-host, uh no stranger to the show, but first time co-hosting. Uh if you listen to me on Dead End Sports, this guy is always on Dead End Sports every week. We call him our sixth man, uh good dude, man, young cat. So tonight we're gonna be talking, I'll be coming at you from the old school perspective. And this young buck man he's got a lot of flavor, he's raw, um, he's definitely gonna bring a lot to the conversation. My man Q Q to six man Q. What up? If I could pull him up, Q. What up?
0: We live, we live. live, Man, what's going on,
3: man? Good yo, chilling, man. Chilling. Chilling, How
0: about you? Good man, just got in from balling. You know.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Phone number to call in: three four seven two one five. 7162 so without further ado man let's get it cracking um as i mentioned we we were talking about the state of hip-hop and i I gotta actually give q credit man because he was the one who actually brought the idea to me um i did a show maybe three years ago about the state of hip-hop and um you know show went pretty good or whatever but um when q threw it out to me i thought it was a great time to bring it back Um, So let's start right there, man. Let's go back to, I guess, the the beginning for you, man. Um, You're younger than me, (laughs) so I (laughs) got to (laughs) ask. How long have you been listening to hip-hop? Let's
0: see. All right. So for those who don't know, I am uh, 18. So I've probably been listening to hip-hop since about 03, 03. That's when I bought my first rap CD. The first rap CD I ever bought was, if I recall correctly, it was Cameron Come Home With Me. Okay. and I had to bring my mom in the store with me because I was like obviously like <laughs> six or five years old and you know I I love that old boy song with Just Blaze on the production and I was like mom right. this song is amazing so we went up in the store and we bought it and I brought it home and I listened to it and I was like yeah I'm definitely a Dipset fan I used to put the bandanas on I thought it was Joel Santana so I was probably like I was one of those kids I'm probably like a Dipset baby so for sure it was like O oh, four, O oh, five at, at most, yeah. Okay, seven. okay.
3: So as you could tell, like I said, he he he's a young buck, but uh, he, he's very. If you know, if you know Q, he's very well versed in a lot of subjects. So I it, it, trust me, he's gonna hold his own in this conversation. Uh, for me, when did I started listening to hip hop? Um, man, I'm I'm forty two, so I'm doubles Q's age. Uh, <laughs> I I first started, I I think, I guess we we need to go back a little bit. The first song that I remember, the first rap song I remember hearing, obviously, was uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Um, That was the first, you know, the first song that I heard uh, was from the Sugar Hill Gang, uh, Rapper's Delight. Uh, I think anybody from my particular era, that was probably the first song that they actually heard. Um, But I've been listening to hip-hop, man. I, I really, really started getting into I, I even though I I heard songs and and things of that nature but um I I think my first foray really into hip hop probably came in around 83 84 so um that was really like when run dmc came out uh, that was probably when I really really started getting into the genre um of hip hop and and you know and back then it was it wasn't even it's, it's weird because it wasn't even called hip hop back then; it was called rap <laughs> and um, what I always tell people was interesting about that time Q, was that uh and I'm pretty sure you've heard this was that like people really didn't think that rap or hip hop at in at the time was gonna stick around. They thought it was gonna be a passing yeah. fad, you know a lot of people likened it to disco, you know where they thought it would be around just for a short period of time, and then it would fade mm-hmm. out. And people would kind of lose interest in it, but here we are, man. Forty years later, uh, hip hop is still forty plus years later. Hip hop is still going strong. Um, So yeah, that's when I that's when I really first started listening to hip hop, man. I was I was um, I must have been I'd probably really getting into it around twelve, and I think that for me that was a great time because uh, you're very impressionable at that time. So. Trust me, anytime we saw videos or anything like that, we wanted to mimic everything that we saw. Um everything that we saw in the video, everything we heard on on, on WAX or whatever. Uh the phone number to call in three four seven two one five seven one six two again, three four seven two one five seven one six two. Uh shout out to my man Jockman on Twitter. He said, uh he said he's been listening for five years. So You'll hear, and, and some of the, the the commentary we'll be throwing out. You'll hear different ends of the spectrum as far as how long people have been listening, and some of their, you know, both likes and dislikes as far as uh, hip hop. Now, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Dipset. Would you say yeah. that Dipset was the your your introduction, or who was your introduction to hip hop, and, and, and why was it why was it significant for you?
0: That was the first one I bought. That was, like, the first rappers who I really, like, messed with. I was like, yo, these are my guys. But I think the first, like, experience that I can recall where I sat down, listened to the entire thing, I processed it, I understand what he was talking about, it was probably Young Jeezy, TM 101. Like, it was Motivation, PM 101. 101. That
3: was was with Jeezy's first
0: album, right? Yeah, it was classic. I think it was like 05, 06. Um, Mm. Man, like, we used to, like, bump that CD all the time. I was in, like, what, fourth, fifth grade that time. I don't even know, man. It was crazy. So it was him and it was Kanye West, College Dropout.
2: Those two albums. Those two, for sure.
3: Okay, now I remember it, it. I'm I'm laughing, man, because I, I'm, I'm starting to realize, you know, and we're only a couple of minutes into the show, but I'm starting to realize your answers are making me feel real old. Because uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Thug Motivation Trial—I want to say I was in was I in college? I may have been out of college by then, but anyway, um, College Dropout—that was a, a both well, both albums were were significant, but I think College Dropout was really really significant particularly for the career of Kanye West. Did you, looking back on it now, did you have any idea that Kanye would be who he is today, you know, when you think about that album?
0: Well, first off, I think the most important thing to know is, for one, the album came out in 2004. So everyone, you know, uh, just to preface that. In 2004, Kanye West shaped my entire, like, spectrum of what, I envisioned, like hip-hop to be because what he meant to me as like you a know, six-year-old, seven-year-old child was that a rapper has to have charisma. He has to be funny. He has to go over good production. He has to be able to relate. He has to be able to have songs that I can just vibe to, and he has to have funny lines. So he covered everything that I looked for in a rapper, and I remember thinking that Yo, this album is absolutely fantastic. Like Slow Jams came on the radio one time. I was like, Mom, well who sings this? Like who is this? guy? I love the rza like inspired, you know, high pitched um Chaka Khan sample.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, do
0: you wanna be? Do you wanna be? You know, like I love right, that right, like right. Through, through the wire. It was amazing. So that entire album shaped what I envision hip hop to be today and what I think it should be for the most part, but I didn't know Kanye was going to be as huge as he was. I mean, I definitely didn't know he was, he was going to go insane, but uh, definitely like I thought that he could have did, you know, some good things, you know, produce for Jay-Z, but never, never, never in a million years, I think he would be as huge as he is selling out stadiums, doing that. I thought he was just going to be another oh, Chicago rapper, another rapper that everyone likes, but not as big as this scale.
3: Right, right, right. I, I agree, man. I think, um, I'll answer that and then I'll tell you my introduction Um, I I was I just remember him and and I think he was really Kanye at the time was really like one of the best kept secrets because nobody knew he could rap everybody knew that this guy he he had something different as far as he was using those uh, sped up samples and the beats were really Mm -hmm. choppy and he had a different sound really really different from what we were hearing Uh, and then he was on that wave of You know, he was able to ride that Jay-Z. Not that he was riding Jay-Z's coattails or anything like that, but he brought the... He and guys like Just Blaze and Pharrell, their beats, you know, kind of uplifted Jay-Z and then also uplifted music. Um, And it took it to a place where it had not been, particularly in the East, uh, sonically. Um, So I think Kanye... and and No, I, I don't think anybody knew that he would be as large as he is at that particular time. Uh to to this day college dropout is still my favorite Kanye album. Um incredible album. I, I still listen to it from time to time. Um my introduction to hip hop introduction was definitely run DMC uh in eighty five, but I fell in love with hip hop with paid in full. Uh that was nineteen
0: eighty six being Rakim, ABM, Rakim. ABM, Rakim
3: um uh, that album there there aren't many albums i think that we can point at and say were groundbreaking i think just on a personal note that that album was groundbreaking for me because it helped change my life as far as how i looked at music um and even to this day it still resonates with me it, it's still something that is i still get a good feeling when i listen to it even you know, these some 20 plus years later. Um, but, um, pay to full was definitely my introduction. It was the, the entity that made me fall in love with hip hop. Uh, once I heard it, uh, if it, it, that was a wrap, it, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I was done. Yeah. I like, I couldn't, you weren't going to bring me back from where I was at that particular moment. Um, because I think where you know, and you we, we hear we hear the term all the time when when people say, you know, hip hop saved me or hip hop saved this person uh mm-hmm. it, it definitely I'm not I'm not gonna say it saved me, but it definitely did wonders for me as far as what I liked and what I didn't like and what I felt about the genre uh uh of music. Um, like, the
0: album transcended, man. Like, the album transcended, like, from all my, uh, you know, people and cousins and uncles up in, uh, like, the Northeast, like, up in New York, Harlem, or whatever. They'll tell me that when that album came out, it was, like, people were waiting out in lines, like, people on the 1st and 15th, you know how you people get their food stamps for yeah, yeah. People literally. <laughs> people was waiting to, like, cash in those food stamps for this album, like, when it dropped. Yeah, I think I was watching a Jay-Z interview a couple weeks ago. He was talking about how when uh, his album came out, uh, Two Years ago, the uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail album, uh, when that didn't come out on time and everyone was mad, he was like, I liken that to when uh, Eric B. and Rakim album came out and they had a delay at, like, this local shop and everyone was, like, throwing riots and getting mad. And then when the album came out, it was just, like, it stayed. Everyone everyone stayed inside the entire day. Or everyone was out with their boom boxes. So... That's one of those albums that even my dad to this day, he'll tell me that, yo, that's probably like top 10 greatest verse. Even I know know that verse. I'm I'm not even from that era. I know that verse right. word for word. Right. That's one of the hardest verses that he
2: ever spit, through.
3: And, and I've told this story before, but I, I, it bears worth repeating. I remember hearing uh, Eric B for president, uh, the, like right before that, maybe a, three or four months before the album dropped. I was in I was visiting family in New York, and I was walking past this car and the guy was this guy was playing it you know he, he was just playing, and i just i was walking with my mom and i just stopped and i was just listening it was they were playing it on i think it was Kiss fm in new york city and um i'd never heard anything like that before in my life and so i heard the guy say yeah that's you know eric that's the new eric b you know he well he said eric B rock Rakim, but you know i didn't know any better so when i went back came back home to south Carolina. I told my friends, man, yo, you got to hear this new this new Eric B. dude is dope. He's dope, Eric. And I just kept saying Eric B., Eric B. I didn't know it was Rakim and it was actually rhyming. And because, you know, at this particular time, we we're talking 85, so of course there's no internet, there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook. So the music never, the music didn't make it down south until like three months later. So when my boys finally heard it, it's like, yo, man, this this Rakim dude is dope. And I'm like, well, who is this Rakim dude you're talking about? I know this Eric B guy is crazy. And so this, you know, we kind of figured out like, uh, you know, he was the one. But um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's uh, it that album still resonates, and and I think it's uh, it, for me, it was it was definitely life changing. Um, like I said, as far as how I look at music and how I how I get into music, because I think you know I'm we as nice. fans you know have to actually. Uh, get into the music, and feel the music. Uh, The phone number to call in, 347-215-7162. Again, 347-215-7162. I am your host, 12 Kyle. And this is 12 Radio, tonight's topic. We're talking about the state of hip-hop. Got my man Q, the sixth man in the building. And we're taking you up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, now, the next question I have for you, Q, uh, simply put, man, what do you think is the current state of hip-hop? All
0: right. I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible because there's so many you, directions. You, that you can know what, man? Big you big. don't
3: have to give any short answers because we got a two-hour show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you, I know. you all can right. get your can so, on if you
3: want. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: all right. The way I feel about hip-hop, man, is... Um, I feel as though it's in the best state it's been in about sixteen years. Honestly, like I remember um back from probably about two thousand four to two thousand and I think nine. Where there was just this run of this ringtone raps where everyone from Atlanta, and this is no shot, no shot at all, because I respect what people did from Atlanta. But there was like a time when Atlanta was running rap and it was just random dudes who were just getting on, on microphones and, you know, I'm going to put a hook down and we're going to do a dance and we're going to blow up. Everyone was right. trying to copy the whole, you know, Soldier Boy uh, business model of we're going to do a dance and then we're going to get on 106 Apart and we're going to make millions of dollars. And I'm not going to knock the hustle, but I felt as though that watered down hip hop for so many years. And it got to the point where album sales had been at the lowest they've ever been and that the art was just being just, like, just, like, just destroyed by people who didn't really care, just worried about the dollars. And I understand, get your money, but there has to be a balance. But in 2015, I feel like hip-hop has is is at the strongest it's been since the 90s, man. Like, people will disagree. Some will agree. But if you really look at it, all right, who are the two or three or four biggest rappers right now? People will say Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Whether you hate or love any of those rappers I just listed, you have to admit that they both, or all three of them, some will say, Put lyrics and melody and their artistry above everything. Right. Uh, you know, Jake Cole comes out, he puts an album out with zero features. He's the first rapper, I believe, since the 1990s to put out a rap album with no features and go platinum. Andrew Lamar puts out his album with a pro black, you know, mantra around it and trying to uplift his people. That's like, that's not mainstream. Drake, on the other hand, he's just a dude who knows how to make songs. But occasionally, Drake can snap. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's trash. I I, I personally think Drake can rap a little bit. I'm not saying he's, you know, top five, top ten, but dude can rap. So it's like, how long has it been since we've had two or three dudes who personally put their art above everything and can balance between making good songs and actually having a good message? I think you have to look at Chicago right now. There is a movement bubbling out there. Whether you like, you know, you know, Vic Mensa, Chance the Rapper, Mick Jenkins, Chief Keith, Lil Reese, doesn't matter who it is, there, there's balance everywhere. Go to Atlanta, you've you got the uh 9s you got the uh, OG Macos, you know, you got the Young Thugs, but then you have people down south even further like Rhapsody, the Ninth Wonders, those guys. you got the West Coast, TDE, Our Future. There is so much balance and there's so much music out there for everyone to enjoy. And with social media and the internet, we are able to access so much great music and so much good content that we didn't even have just, I'll say, 10 years ago. It wasn't even there. So now people who didn't need labels, or I'm sorry, people who did need labels to get out out there don't need them now. All they need is a microphone and a beat machine. And the next great rapper could come from just putting his, his uh, link up on a SoundCloud or a YouTube page. I love that. I think rap is in a great state. I think you have to look for the music. And I think that if you say that rap is trash right now, I, don't, I really don't think you're looking hard enough. Right. So in closing, I just think it's in a great state, man. I think it's doing very well. That's has been in a long time.
3: Uh, you know what, man? I, I actually agree. I think it's it's in a very precarious spot, but I think it's in a better spot than where it it was. Now, I think it's, it's tailed off from where it should be. But I think, Mm -hmm. but I totally agree with you. I think where, where it is right now, uh, it's, it's in a good spot from where it was because you're right. And I'm not, and and trust me, I live here. So I I can say this. Yeah. At one point in time, there was a string of just ringtone rappers and trap snap rappers. And, and, and and I'm not, and and don't get me wrong. And I'll get into it a little bit more a little later. Mm -hmm. I think, Everybody, and and I've always said this, as a hip-hopper, as a hip-hop fan, as a hip-hop head, as an old-school head, I think everybody has room at hip-hop's table. So even a a guy like Young Thug, I don't like Young Thug. I don't listen to Young Thug. I mean, same with Gucci. You know, it was funny. I, I was telling somebody one day, this was years ago, People were talking about Gucci Mane, and I didn't know who the hell he was. And I was like, yo, I could bump into this dude literally in the streets of Atlanta and not know who the hell he was. And he had the number one, you know, I think, he, I can't remember the name of the song, but he had the number one song lemonade in the country. Song. The time. Uh, some yellow ice creams I don't, I don't even know. The, the anyway. Lemonade song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemonade. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Um, <laughs> but, but I said that to say this. Even as an old school cat, I understand that, you know, Everybody has their time to shine, and everybody will. But when you have that time, I think you have to make the most of it. And I think what is kind of scary for me is that there's some guys who will get the spotlight and get the shine and not necessarily take it to the level where they need to upland. And, no, I get it. Everybody can't go make an album like Drake. You know, everybody You know, um, everybody can't go make an album like Our Future. Everybody can't go make an album like Young Thug. But I think what I would like to see is more balance and more creativity in mm-hmm. in this generation because that will extend the life of hip-hop. Uh, if everybody sounded the same and everybody looked the same, we're going to get the same results. And, and it's going to become stagnant. And the last thing as a culture... That's the last thing we need is is for the culture and and hip hop to become stagnant because that's not what it was that's not what it's about it's never been about that it's always been about uh, you know trends and and cutting edge and it's always been on the cusp of something great um, and so I think you know when when I when I see it getting when I see the game getting stagnant. Or what have you, that becomes frustrating to me because that's not hip-hop. That, it, that That's not what hip-hop is based on. It's, be, it's based on a foundation of being dope and then pushing each other to be dope, and therefore you should get dope music from that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's in a good space. And, and, and shout-out to um, – let me go back here. Um, my man Deuce1042 on Twitter, he, he made a good point. He said, mainstream rap – it's kind of blah. He said, but I love the underground stuff and the state is better than it was 15 years ago as a whole. And I agree. Personally, I prefer more underground stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even in some of the names that you listed just now, Q, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Exactly. There's so much balance. And, and right.
0: I got a shout and,
3: out, I got a shout out our boys from Dead and Hip Hop. Honestly, course. had I not been rocking with these cats for the last three or four, year, four years, I probably would not have even ventured into listening to some of the stuff, um, you know, that that, that they review. But some of their reviews, you know, kinda move me to, to check out stuff. Well, I say, Well, hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? They say, Okay, well you should check this guy out, that type of thing. Um, but I think it's I think it's in a much better place than where it was. And um I'd like to see it continue to elevate just as a fan. And no, like I said, I'm not gonna personally I'm not going to go buy Young Thug's album, uh, but I understand that there's a place for Young Thug at Hip Hop's table, there's a place for Lil Wayne yeah. at Hip Hop's table, and I think a lot of times, you know, kind of like in life, the older generation, they want to shut the Young Bucks up. Now, I'm not, you know, everybody got something to say, but I think, you know, the young, the younger generation. Especially this new wave of, of MCs, like you mentioned, the, the Kendricks and the J. Coles. I love the fact yeah. that these guys are bringing lyricism back because that's what it needs. And hopefully, it'll make some of these other guys step up.
0: I mean, you got to think about it, man. Just like to interject real quick.
3: You got to think what? about
0: it. Not not since, and this is so cliche to say, I hate I hate talking like this, but not since Pac and Big has there been Two dudes, and I'm, not, and I'm not comparing, I'm saying in the in the capacity in which they rap. And in the capacity in which they rap, since Pock and Bid, there have not been two guys over a steady course of, I would say, a couple years now, have collectively brought innovative and creative stuff to hip-hop. The Pimple Butterfly, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, Morris Center, Section 80, Overly Dedicated. Those two rappers right now are consistently putting out good content. And not since those two rappers, I just mentioned Tupac and Biggie, have there been, like, Nas had his run, but he he didn't, like, he didn't control hip-hop for, like, years. Jay-Z, he would dip in and out before, you yeah, know, the yeah. Hard Knock Light album came out. You know, Ghostface, he didn't really well, like, Wu-Tang had its little two-year, three-year thing, but that, there was never, like uh, like, a control where they held, like, like, thinking of control, the control verse, when, since the 90s, has there been a verse where people are like, yo, did you hear that?
2: Since Ether, yeah, was, has there been a different. song? <laughs> That's about like, it. Like, dog,
0: like, since Ether, has there been a song, spo- like, spoken on as much as that control verse? And that verse wasn't even, like, that amazing to me, because I feel like Kendrick can do so much better. But the fact that we got, like, literally. Phil Jackson tweeting about Kendrick Lamar's lyrics, and that's, you can look that up, it's on his account. I didn't even believe it either. Phil Jackson came out and tweeted about that. That's right. Those are two rappers who are collectively contributing innovative and good uh, content to hip-hop. You have to acknowledge that. You can't just sweep that un, under the rug and say, oh, these young cats just having their moment to shine. Like, if you actually listen to their bodies of work, these people are putting out amazing you know, content. All these guys are, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, and I think as long as they continue to to, to push each other, um, because I think that's what's going to prepare, and, and to be honest, Q, just looking at it from a historical, historical perspective, when I started listening to hip-hop, there were guys like Run, DMC, there was Curtis Blow, LL was just getting on the scene, and they were considered the new Jacks. And then there was another way, and then so as they... And I don't want to say their time, because here's the thing. The music, I think, back then, and even to to this day, the music back then, you you grow with these artists. So what what, what I want to make sure is that, especially for everybody listening, if you like Jeezy, if you like Young Thug, if you like Rick Ross or whomever, I think the thing that you want to do as a fan is to be able to grow with that artist. You know, because mm-hmm. 10 years from now, y- you better hope that, you know, <laughs> Young Thug is still around. Uh, yeah. Or Lil Wayne. Because you, you, that's what you want. I mean, like, to to right, right now, if, if Big Daddy Kane is doing a show here in Atlanta, I'm there. And he has enough material to do a show. You know, a really, really good show. Same for Run DMC. You know, so I, I think what you want to do is be able to grow with these artists. I think... The point that you made and I think it's very very key is that that one that we had where there was a lull in hip hop it was just microwavable you could just put you could put a rapper in the studio make everybody was just trying to make a hit and it hurt the yeah. genre it hurt music because you know anybody can make a hit can you make an album anybody can make a dance man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like anybody can make album. up a
0: dance right like a dance doesn't like you know, the whole snap, you know, everyone was trying to copy what T-Pain and Soulja Boy did. Oh, I'm going to make a right. snap dance. I'm, I'm going to make a, you know,
3: like Superman.
0: You know, like, really, dude? Like, that was just like but seven you know years. You, ago, you know what, you man?
3: I got to, even, even in something like that, I, I'm not, I don't really, and it's going to sound crazy. As far as whack as I think Soldier Boy is, I'm not going to crap on it because for every Soldier Boy, and, and you, you got you young bucks can look this up. There was a guy by the name of Rappin' Duke back in my day. And the he had dog. this song called The Ha The Ha. There was there was Joe Ski Love. He had this song called. he had this dance called a Pee Wee Herman. And it was a dance. Yeah. And now yeah. keep in mind, those were the only songs these guys ever made. But they had dances to them. So I just look at it like maybe, you know, Soldier Boy making up a dance is the same as Joe Ski Love making a Pee Wee Herman. For She's it's just a different point.
0: That's a great point, because I always try to tell people this, because I, I, I don't like talking, like and I call these people dust heads, because these people only listen to well, it. Can't, I can't listen to it if it's over a certain pitch level. If it has 808s, ways high hats, I can't listen to it. It has to be a boom, bad beat, and just straight bars. It's like, there's more to music than that. like And I always tell people that, like, what was Tupac's first big single? Think about it. it I Get Around. It was a song about having sex with multiple females. But people, right. for some reason, forget that and say, oh, hip hop is so misogynistic and this is just terrible and I just don't like how the new generation only cares about this and that. Tupac had so many songs about doing, like, shooting people, all this and that, but it was entertainment. Biggie, same thing. Nah, same thing. Jay Z, same thing. Girls, girls, girls. But think about this, the sample for Girls, Girls, Girls is a song with Marquis back in the day. Those were the songs that people made. So you have to think about hip hop's like there's been a completely like one sided argument that's going on with the older generation that thinks, Oh, you and your you know, you and your new young thugs and your rich homie corn, you only care about, you know, you know, hooks and whatnot. That's not the truth because what we should be focusing on is and I think this is the point that you're trying to make, how come in rock music and, you know, areas in which, like, you know, people have guitars and whatnot, those people can tour until they're 70 years old and make millions in stadiums. Mm-hmm. But Big Daddy Kane can only perform at a little jazz club here and there and sell out to only 200 people. And the reason is because we, as rappers, it's a young man's game for some reason. And I I think we need to change that. You know, it's a young man's game. Well, you and it's know, like I, now,
3: now there I disagree. I, I, I've and I've seen Kane perform. These guys, the, he's, a, the he's an cast, amazing performer. They, yeah, they, they, I think you know they they can tour depending on the artist. They still tour and they still you know do very well for themselves. They 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 earn a living like that. And I think the thing is is that a guy like Slick Rick or, or Big Daddy Kane, their discography is such to where they can do that. Where I, I don't think it's a young man's game because here's the thing, I think it's game for everybody because again, Kane can come here, Slick Rick can come here, and I'll say okay, I'm going to go buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne can come here, I'm not interested. That's you know, and, and 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 that's no knock on Little. I'm just not interested. Slick, uh, uh, Rick sure. Ross can come here, I'm not interested. I think what we have to do is understand that. At some point, even your even even our favorite MCs gonna get old. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna get but old. So I... you have to. I guess the thing I'm saying is that hopefully, as these MCs come up, they evolve. Mm-hmm. You're you're right about Tupac, but I, I and I really don't I don't pay a lot of attention to people who talk about oh you know, hip hop. So mis- hip hop's always been misogynistic. I mean, yeah. the biggest, one of the biggest, art, arguably the most important song in hip hop history, the message by Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel, he used the word fag like three times, three or four times, and this was in yeah, yeah. '82. <laughs> so you look up at
0: that song, like it's amazing, man. It yeah, exactly. And,
3: and, and so you know, and, and if you if you're ever confused about something, go to some of these sites like Ola. dot com or Rap Genius. And pull up the lyrics to your favorite song. You'd be surprised at what's actually being said. Um, I said that to say this. When you have a deep discography, you know, it'll it'll balance itself out. You mentioned Tupac. Yeah, he had, you know, he had songs, you know, talking about getting around, but he also had Brenda's Got a Baby. He also had songs like, you know, uh, Dear Mama. And I think that's a that was a part of his evolution as an MC. And what I'd like to see, and it happens with time, if they're putting out quality music mm. over a period of time, you get that from your fans. Your fans will bring that out of you. You, know, cause yeah. you I, can't I, talk about and, that, and, and selling dope all, all your whole career.
0: I mean, to add to that, what I think I was trying to say in my earlier point was that B.J. King can tour. I'm not saying he can't tour, but ask yourself this. How come the Rolling Stones can get performing at the Super Bowl Making millions upon millions, still thriving. I'm not saying that Big Daddy Kane is not gonna make money, but mm-hmm. to sell out a tour and make 50 million dollars, something else. I'm talking about football stadiums overseas and here, and then Big Daddy Kane has to be resorted to going to play, you know, little coliseums, but still making good money. I'm not, I'm not trying to demean his cash flow, but I'm saying that I'm saying that to the extent. Of how come he can't make you know the same and get the same is because we like young cats view it as a young cat's game and I never liked that I always said that there's room for everyone to eat at the table and people have this like doggy dog men- mentality of oh if he's coming up then he's coming from my spot so I gotta make sure to x him out that's that's what Jay Z did Jay Z tried to x Nas out he tried to x Cameron out he tried to x fifty cent out Joe Button like, he tried to, like, make sure no one could eat. He was the king of New, New York because he wanted it to, like, be that. And it wasn't even a competition thing. It was a, I feel like you're coming from my spot, so I'm going to have to take you right. out. Because Jay-Z was, like, 34 going on 35, and Young and uh, Jill Budden and Young Jeez were all coming out. And he had to make sure that he solidified his spot, so he evened out the competition and started putting out all these diss records, denies and everything. And I guess that's just a microcosm of the fact that in hip-hop we feel threatened that someone's going to take our spot. And we have to start putting value on our OGs and the stuff that have come out before our time so we can actually cultivate that and make it something so much more special so when Big Daddy Kane turns 50 and 60, that he can still go to a stadium and make $50 million just like the Rolling Stones are or ACDC. And, right, we can still support him while, like he was 25, but, again, and I guess that's my point. We need to put value on the music. That's the only thing about the state of hip-hop I don't like is I feel like the young guys out here, like me, 18-year-olds eight, or whatever, 20-year-olds, will say that, oh, if there's not Kendrick or J. Cole, then I don't want to hear it. If it's old dudes like those days, Black Thought, I'm not trying to hear that. And it's just like there's something wrong with you to me, well, to me if you don't want to hear everyone's side of the story. You know, and, and that's something that we definitely
2: have to change.
3: Yeah, I, and I agree. I, I think I think to, to answer your question also, uh, as far as, like, the Rolling Stones and, and, and a guy like Big Daddy Kane, you got to look at who's buying, you know, you got to look at who's buying their, their tickets. Um, yeah. You know, people who buy the Rolling Stones tickets, you know, God, they have jobs. They have careers. They have 401Ks. They have families. So, True. you know, it's nothing for them to go spend $400 on a ticket. You can't think of one hip hop act right now that you would spend four hundred dollars on. You know, True. I mean, there, there aren't any, and if there are, there aren't a lot. And so that's where you know that's where time and longevity comes in. Um, but it's a great point. I think you know it's it's about being able to reach, and that, I think that's where the younger generation has to learn from those who came before them. And the older generation has to keep pushing the button to make sure that you can take these young bucks and put them up under your under your wings, mentor them, and tell them, "Hey, I made these mistakes. You know, you should not, you you shouldn't want to make these kind of mistakes that I made. You need to do this. Make sure your deal looks like this. Make sure that you don't let, you know, the the label push you into making these kind of records, that type of thing. And then just really cultivating the art. Uh, the phone number to call in 347-215-215. 7162, again, 347 215 7162, I am your host 12Kyle, this is 12 Radio, tonight's topic we're talking about the state of hip-hop got my man Q, the sixth man in the building, we're taking you up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, pass the word, tell a friend to tell a friend 12 Radio is back on the air again Um, now that got me to think about another question Q, uh you're young. You 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 mentioned you're 18. What do you think needs to change about with today's hip hop?
0: What do I think needs to change? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though, feel as though there's like a few, you know, a couple like percent here and there of guys who are trying to sound like the next man, and that's all always about hip hop, right? right? Uh, and that's why music in general, when something's hot, you're going to try and emulate. You're going to try and see if you can cash in on it. I don't know if there's anything I would change other than the radio should, you know, a majority of radio stations should play a little bit of both sides. But even then, there's the argument that, to me, I'm going to put it out here just like this. I don't like to listen to most of the time. Straight up, 10 minutes of bars, no hooks, no melody, anything. I feel as though as a student of the game for music, you know, cause I, I take these classes and I've been, a, you know, a child of hip-hop for years now. I think that when my, like my favorite rapper, like I said, is Kanye West, I said that he had, back then at least, everything that I, I was looking for. He had the charisma, he had the beats, he had the mic presence. He had the consciousness. He had the funny lines. He could spit. He had the flow. And then, like, his voice was fresh. So I was just like, okay, he has everything I'm looking for in a rapper because he has the complete package. I feel as though most guys out here sometimes, and this is a bad thing and it can also be a good thing, is they just pick up a mic and they can just think, oh, I'm going to be the next big thing. Like, you know that He's you ready. guessed this song? And, that's and, like, that's no this to OG Michael because I actually love, like his music. But he even says that that song, you guessed it, only got hot on Vine because people are stupid. He said that, he like, dude, the actual guy who made the song says, I have so much better songs than that, where well, I'm actually talking about things that are going on in the world right now, but people only like that song because, look, it's fun, it's stupid, and it takes no thought behind it to like it or process it. But that's not just anyone who likes the song. It's just the truth that people don't like to think because people don't care what they think because people don't think. So the answer to that question is the only thing that needs to change in hip hop is just do you. Just do you and that's the music in general. That's not even just a one thing for hip hop. Just do you. Don't try and sound like young Doug, don't try and sound like Rich Homie. Don't try and sound like, you know, uh Chief Keith. Just try to sound like you. Bring out the music that makes you good. And like if you're dope it's gonna shine through. Everything that has become classic is verified because you're going to go through the gauntlet of the reviews. Like, the five mics back when that was a relevant thing, right. that was a huge right. deal. Like, that was a huge deal. Like, oh, like now i got, like, three mics, I believe, the first time he came out. And that was a classic. Like, that's a no, classic. No, no,
3: no. Il- like, was five mics. It was five
0: mics. What, was it five mics? All right, all right. So It might have been it's, Jay-Z. Who, album, I, I think Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, well, got three mics.
3: Reasonable Doubt, if I'm not mistaken, I'll go back and check, but I think it was four. It wasn't five. It was four mics, though.
2: Yeah, it was, so right. it was like there's, three or four, four
3: mics. There have been some great albums that not get the mics that they probably yeah. should have
0: gotten. And it's just all a matter of doing you. Like, it's going to shine through if it's dope. So if you're a rapper or if you're just a musician in general, an artist in general, all you have to do is do you, and it's going to shine through everything. Everything does. Everything truth will shine through easily.
3: I think. Um, I think one of the things I would like to see change with hip hop is just the. And like I said, what 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 the era that I came from, the worst thing that you could ever do was to sound like somebody else. <laughs> oh, I mean, if somebody you would rather somebody call you like. The worst, I mean, you, you would rather somebody call you out your name and to call you a biter. Because if you were a biter, that means you weren't creative, you weren't innovative, you weren't trying to be different. You were content with trying to bite some, copy somebody else's style. And I think, and of course, you know, the word biter doesn't mean anything except to old heads like me. But um, I, I would like to see the creativity come back. I would like to see, and, and it's there. But I'd like to see more of it. Um, you know, on a
0: mainstream front, or in like just an entire like just global just league?
3: the just the entire genre, because there, I think mm-hmm. right now there's a lot of guys and girls for that matter out there that kind of sound the same. I mean, what I'm make sure. I, I remember hearing Puffy, and, <laughs> far being for me to quote <laughs> Puffy, but um, I remember Puffy telling one of his artists one time on TV, he said you need to be able to say something and say something different to the point where people are really intrigued by what you have to say. Yeah. And that always stuck with me because, you know, he was he, he was basically saying like, look, anybody can get up here and, and talk about guns and talk about, you know, how many bodies you dropped and how many, um, you know, how many drugs you sold. Mm. But it takes something to be creative. And it mm-hmm. takes something to make people want to go press rewind. Um, just as a fan at this stage of my life, if you're talking about how many keys you move and how many people you kill, I- I'll be honest. I'm not listening to that. I'm 42 years old, man. I- I'm that that's the. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't dump on it like I used to. I, in fact, I understand. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. Everybody, it, it has a place at hip hop's table because there's a certain segment of the population there's a certain section of the culture that li- that loves that kind of music they want to hear Chief Keith Kill 20,000 people in a song I mean bruh, when i was 14 i listened to NWA and they and they killed a whole bunch of people so i'm not you know i i'm not too old to understand that and i also listened to a guy named Luke Skywalker who <laughs> who I think is okay. a hip-hop pioneer. You know, but if I look back on the lyrics of what he was actually talking about, do I want my kids to listen to it? No. But I'll expose it to them when the time is right and say, hey, you know, and, and to be honest, I can't really tell you what I got out of listening to two live crews other than the fact that I wasn't supposed to be listening.
2: It <laughs> was a fire, though, man.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and you know what, man? And, I, and something I left out as far as my introduction, I think one of the other things that helped me Particularly when the when the golden era happened in hip hop and, and it kind of made a turn and I really started getting into NWA. One of the biggest reasons why I listened to it was because my mom forbid me to listen to it. It was rebellious. Really? You know, listening to Easy E. It was rebellious. I never forget. And I told the story before. I'll tell it again real quick. I was listening to Easy Does It, and my mom oh. happened to be walking <laughs> past me. And it was an interlude. He was just cussing his chick out, calling all kind of B's and MF this, and all this stuff like that. I
2: know what you're and, talking my,
3: about. and my mom was like, what is this you're listening to? She heard it through the headphones and this wasn't beat headphones. <laughs> and so, I, you know, so she said that and she was like, look, don't you ever bring this music back in my house. And from that moment on, I really wanted, I mean, I was already listening to hip hop, but I wanted to listen to it even more because she told me not to. So... You know, and and hip hop doesn't have—I don't know if it really has that effect because it's so prevalent now. You know, back then you had to really go to find hip hop. You know, especially that kind of music. Um, but getting back to the point, I, I, I agree with you. I think it it all has its place, but I would like to see more creativity. I would like to see lyricism continue to be. And I'm not saying it's not lyrical now, but I would, you mentioned J Cole, you mentioned Kendrick. I would love to see these guys and 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 other m c s that are out there propel the genre even more to be more lyrical do but is everybody gonna be lyrical? No, because you're right. there are some people that like me, I want to hear something that is going to push me intellectually when it comes to hip hop yeah. you know so I can't get that from Chief Keith. I can get a beat. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff is watered down, and, and, and it's and it's simplistic, simplistic to the point where my 8-year-old son, after listening one time, he can pick up on it. And it's, and it's like that by design. But I think the only downside to that kind of music is the expiration date is pretty quick.
0: Yeah. You know, like, the one thing I want to add to that is because I think that there's two types of rap. You know, there's two types of rap. And I don't believe in, like, the whole oh, this is real hip-hop, son. Like, I, I never believed in that, like, whole, like, thing. Because to me, hip-hop is hip-hop. Rap is rap. If you rap it, then you're obviously making real hip-hop. Like, there's no such thing to me as real hip-hop. There are, there are dudes who make wax songs, in my opinion, but that's also subjective. So real hip-hop is, is a figment of this, like, it's kind of like a dichotomy, but like it's between the OGs and the Young Bucks, like like always. It's like the dude saying that, oh, this is real hip hop. If like, you listen to the Roots album, if you listen to the Commons album, that's real hip hop. And then the new dudes will come on and say, and I'm going to say some names that you probably ain't even heard of. Nah, man, Lil Herb and Lil Dirk, way better than that, man. You have heard, heard, heard of, of Lil Dirk. I, I couldn't tell you who yeah, Lil Dirk is. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, man, like, you know, Bangroll Fresh, he way better than this dude, man. He's speaking to me right now because. That's where they're at there are two types of music to me There's music for the gym in the car And there's, mu- and there's music for, for me to study and lounge to There are two types of modes you have to be in And that's why I say balance is the yin and the yang of hip-hop Is that there's times where you want to be in the car And you want to get mo- motivated to go to the gym And lift and do 20 reps or whatever And you want to put your Finally Rich CD in Or you want to put you know your tm one CD in, right? And then there's the times where you're at home And you're like, you know what? I'm going to put myself a glass of wine, I'm going to give me a, a drink, I'm going to put on this Common B album, I'm going to put on this old Reasonable Doubt album, and I'm going to just vibe back to when I used to listen to this. There are two types of rap, and I think that I think that there is a balance. And I think that we're getting it now with the fact that you can just search anything up online. I think the creativity is there. I think there are a lot of clones, but that's in all music. If you go yeah. on Alpha right now and you just look up a random guy, he could probably be your favorite rapper by the second song you listen to him. I just found a like a new dude, and I'm, I'm not going to plug him, but I found a new guy yesterday that I'm really feeling right now, and I think he could do something if he actually just keeps it up. And that's just for me searching on com, and that's just one click away. So I'm saying the creativity is there. You've got to search for it. The mainstream guys who listen to the radio are going to say, Oh, man, rap is trash. All, all they play is Lil Wayne and Nicki and all these guys. But there's a certain level to this that it takes. There's a certain sophistication it takes to make a song like a movie. There's a certain sophistication that it takes to make a song like, you know, uh, over... Or, you know, I'm thinking about a Nicki song real quick like that, um, moment for for life song. Those songs are not like trash songs. Those actually like those dudes are really spinning on, on on those songs. It just takes a different type of ear to appreciate, in my opinion, what real rap is. And that's just music that hits your soul, regardless of what the content is. It's just a matter of if you feel it then it's real you. That's the way I feel. If it's if you feel it then it's real.
3: So that brings me to the next question. Where ultimately man where do you think hip hop is headed cause we talked about the fact that we, we, we feel like it's in you know some good hands and, and, and it's moving um, wh- where do you think it's headed first all, uh, rap
0: hip hop is the most influential culture of all time in my personal opinion it's the most influential it's the most copied and it's the most hated and the most celebrated form of all time you know uh, for some reason, and I'm a just, you know, I was talking to uh, a couple people today, and my teacher even said this today. He was like, you know what I noticed about rap? Is that whenever, you know, you know, a black person and tie in with some of the current events, whenever a black person is gunned down by the police, they'll usually try and tie in their, their music taste to why they deserve or deserve their uh, demise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when rap is on award shows, it's everyone's culture, you know? And I think it's funny because I never thought about it that way. Rap is that influential that we got people in, like, Europe, we have people in Japan trying to mimic what we do over here. Right. And I, I personally enjoy it because I think it's, like, to me, imitation is the best form of flattery. You know, when you look at what we're doing, I see hip-hop, as I'll say it again The most influential art form Of all time There is nothing more imitated More copied More quoted Than rap lyrics You you really got to think about it Like Or no nah, Like that's a real thing Like that's like That's something that people say Like People Are in congress Are quoting rap lyrics To back up their arguments Like this is not like President Obama Is Is quoting Jay-Z lyrics At the inauguration Like it's ridiculous this is like the most influential music form of all time. I think in twenty years, like I think people uh, thought that rap was going to be like jazz. And it was just going to get like washed out and you know taken over by corporations. It was going like turn whack and just turn into like an underground form of thing. But rap, I, I see it becoming stadiums. I see it becoming sellout tours. I see it becoming merchandising. I see rap is already rap is already taking over the world, man. And this all started 40-some years ago, and you got to think about how young it is. It's not even over 50 years old, man. I see yep. rap taking over. It's amazing to me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take over. I see it being billion-dollar in industry. It already is. It already is, multi-billion dollars. In just five years, I, I bet you, I bet you, the moment rap turned real is when kids in the suburbs, uh, pre- predominantly white children started to like give their dads Tupac demos and say, "Dad, this person is nice," and that's how Tupac got his deal. That's the woman That's the moment rap got real. That's the moment rap got real when it reached the suburbs, for sure. Oh,
3: oh, no question, no question. Because outside of that, trust me, and and even in seeing that, that's when it really took off. The commercial commercialization of it really, you know, elevated the 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 not just the music, but the culture in, in, in general. Yeah. Um, I think where it is, I'm not sure. I, I know where it is. Where it's going, I don't know. I really don't, and it's, it's rare <laughs> that to have a question here where I really don't have an answer to. I don't know where it's going. I think it's in a very good place to really, really go to the next level, but how you know we go about taking it to the next level i'm you know it is really going to depend on what happens these next 3 or 4 years um i know i say not, not maybe not 3 or 4 i say 5 to 6 years because it's in a very good place but if we don't take care of it it's just like anything else and and i, I always use when i when i talk about hip hop particularly today's hip hop um a word that i love to use is cultivate because we have to cultivate it because, like you said, it's hip hip hop. Relatively, is still in its infancy, even though it's forty years old. But it's still when you compare it to the other genres of music, it's still in its infancy. But we have to cultivate it. We have to make sure that it's watered. We have to make sure that we feed it. We have to make sure that we, you know, give it shelter. Um, I think when you look at one of the things. And 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 I'll disagree with you as far as like it being the most biggest influence because I think the biggest influence was soul music. But I mean, but you weren't around for <laughs> for soul music. I was so raised doing
0: that, man. But I heard, um,
3: yeah, for sure. But I, I'll I'll say this because when you look at and here's what I think where I think hip hop is missing to some degree. Um, I'll take you to soul music and I'll take you to. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. You know, groundbreaking album, groundbreaking song. He he, sung about the, the time. I mean, his whole album pretty much was about the times and what we're going through and where we need to go. Fast forward that to 2015. You know, when you look at what's going on socially, economically, particularly in our communities, but when I say our, I mean black communities, And I say black only because that's where hip-hop started. Um, I think hip-hop, for the most part, is missing an opportunity to take a huge social and economic stance as far as the injustices that we see on a day-to-day basis. Whether it be Mike Brown, whether it be Eric Garner, whether it be uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, all of these situations, Ferguson... um, you know, the brother who got killed in South Carolina. And it's not just about us against the police or anything like that. You can make, you should be able to make music that evolves or at least will push people to think evolution and about social change. And I think that's where we're missing it right now because I think these are the times where that kind of music could come out. But I was thinking about it today, Q, on my way home from work. And I go back to... Marvin's What's Going On and then yes. if you listen to, to Pepper Butterfly yes. very similar very similar when you think about the social economic and the uh, spiritual changes and injustices that Kendrick spoke of in that album. He didn't do a whole album on it but you can take a little bit from damn near every song and kind of equate it to Marvin's what's going on and I think and I'm not yeah. saying that everybody's got to go out make it to Pimple Butterfly because you wouldn't be original if you did that but what yeah. you can do and what I would like to see more happen is to see more of us more MCs speak out about these social and I'm not saying that they don't because Talib Kweli's everywhere uh Commons everywhere uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kendrick has spoke. I mean, and I'm not even going to run down a list of guys who spoke, but there but have they been do, a yeah. lot of voices that are silent about it. And... You know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry,
2: go ahead. No, no, no. The like, only thing I was
3: going to say was, like, their silence either tells me one or two things. Either they don't know or they don't care. And, and yeah. I refuse to believe either. At least I hope I'm wrong.
0: Here's the thing. I... I agree, I'm more 50 on this argument because I always try to defend this to all, like, the people who say this. And I can see why someone would say this for sure. But I always like to say that, well, one, you already touched on it. Not everyone is going to make up what's going on. Like, not everyone, like, yeah, on, it's not on what's going on, on what's going on, Marvin was talking about how there's mercury in the oceans and there's, like, smoke in the north and the south and east. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those were the lyrics on, like, the song. Mercy Mercy Me, that's one of the most, like, the the ecologies. one of the greatest, like, songs ever written, in my personal opinion. I listen to that CD. So it's like, not everyone can make that type of music. But I feel as though in hip-hop, and here's why I say it's like, to a lot of people, it's a young man game for a lot of people. is because when you look at what's going on with these rappers that you just listed, the Kendricks, the Common's, the Tyler Qualley's, the most deaths, the Lupe fiascos, we label these people as crazy. Our fans label these people as preachy, oh, just stop trying to be so deep, stop trying to do this and that, you're not going to make a difference, it's not going to change, I'm not going to buy this album you keep talking about this, all I'm going to do is party and listen to, you know, this type of music. So I feel as though it's a responsibility on the listener as well to put these people in the forefront. when black thought is on, you know, um... Uh, what's what's of that album? Um, oh my goodness, uh, I'm so stupid. I'm do my silly card is being provoked. Oh my goodness, what is of it, the album? Um, Which one? the black and white cover for for the, for the roots with the uh, girl? Undone, the-
3: undone or um things fall
0: apart. Things fall apart. On things fall apart when black thought is la- is literally describing to you how the black community comes apart and how things are different because of the Reagan era. And what we need to do to get back from that and what we can do to unify. And the people say, oh, the Roots, they're cool, but they too preachy. Or, oh, Lupe, oh, he's cool, but he's crazy. Or Kendrick, they just try to, like, I feel as though in the black community and in the hip-hop community, we try so hard to bring upon the downfall of these brothers because they're speaking the truth. These guys come out and and they say that, oh, this is what's going on and then the casual fans who control most of the market will say i don't care about this give me the soldier boys give me the young thugs i just want to party and that is okay with me but don't try to demean or bring down what is being built and trying to Educate the people on what's going on with social issues and whatnot through your ignorance, just because you want to have fun all the time. Life isn't always about fun. Life is sometimes right. about making changes, standing up, and I feel as though it's a part on the consumer to stand up and say, you know what, I'm a ride with Kendrick Lamar. I don't care what they're saying about him. I don't. I don't care about his comments on Ferguson because that that was one thing that they trying to tear him down about. Kendrick said that we have to respect ourselves because. You know, I think he said we, we need to respect our, ourselves and we need to, um, you know, start treating ourselves with more respect. So that's, that's, that's a fine comment. But people took it out of context and they, and they were like, oh, Kendrick's, you know, he's whitewashed now. He's not one of us anymore. He's new black. And I hate that term because that, to me, is just a way for people to demean someone's message in a different side of an opinion. If you try to dismiss someone's opinion, then you're making an ass out of yourself because right. – <laughs> not listen to a different point of view. You're just reinforcing your worldview and making yourself even more ignorant in the process. So, As fans, we have a responsibility to buy the like the B albums, to buy the Things Fall Apart, to buy the To Pimp a Butterfly, to buy the 2014 Forest Hill Drive. We need to support these artists because if we don't, then guess what? On the radio, you're going to see the music that you hate. Yeah, it's so yeah, exactly. it, it, so hypocritical to me. People will say, "Oh, I hate Lil Wayne. I hate this and that." But then you go and you download the, the "A Butterfly" League and you don't buy the album. So who's are you really on? Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's ridiculous.
3: That, that, that's a that's a great point, and I think you know the consumer gets lost in that. And and I get it too. You know, some people they don't want to. Uh, I even go back to something B said. You know, they don't want to be preached to to some degree. And, and, you know, sometimes they may feel like those particular, like, they may say, like, I've heard people say, like, I'm a big Common fan. I've heard people say, oh, man, Common's always preaching. You know, at some point in time, we all get to a point in our lives where you need that kind of music to listen to, you know, and and where you may listen to Young Thug or Soldier Boy today, there'll be a certain point in time in your life where that music just isn't, it doesn't move you like it once did or you may not have any ambition to listen to it at all. So that, that you have to support the balance because if anything is one sided it's it's always going to be a downfall in the end. It's always going to be a downfall because you know people won't get the most out of what they want. And that's, and that's what I want to get even if you look at where hip hop is right now and I mentioned it a little earlier I want to make sure that the genre, the culture gets everything that it can. Because, no, when I I started listening to hip-hop, I mean, there weren't even... And we're going to talk about uh, awards in a little while. But, I mean, like, you know, to have, you know, rappers at the Grammys actually performing. I mean, they didn't even... When I was growing up, they didn't even recognize rap as an art form to even... Give them a Grammy. It wasn't until '88 when Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won a Grammy for parents just don't understand, and they boycotted the Grammys. Um, so that got me to thinking about my next question. Uh, when you talk about it, and and shout out to I can't remember who it was. And I, oh man, I look, before we even go any even further, shout out to everybody. Hit me up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, keep the comments coming. I'm loving. We haven't. We've been Q and I have just been going in, so I really haven't had a chance to read back any feedback. But I've been tweeting and retweeting it out. So keep the comments coming, um, my man. Op, Star, op Five stars on Twitter said he said I think need, hip hop needs to take the industry back, take back their creative control from the record record executives, which is a great point. Mm-hmm. So that got me to thinking about this question. Why doesn't hip, let's think back to 15 years ago. So that put around 2000. Um, Why doesn't hip hop sell like it did 15 years ago? And then the second part to that is, how can the industry catch up? Because the industry is clearly behind.
0: Um, You you said, why doesn't it sell like it used to?
3: Yeah, why doesn't it sell like it did uh, 15 years ago?
0: I think it doesn't sound like it used to because the internet has made everything available. You want this information? Do, do you think that's good or bad? I think it's both. It's a balance, man. Like if if I want to get the real story on something that happens in the news, I just go check and see what this guy tweeted about or a guy you know was putting up on his live stream. But if I'm releasing an album and and my joint like I'm a I'm a ASAP Rocky, his album leaked. It can, an entire month earlier than what it was supposed to. It was supposed to come out, I believe, January 10th, 2013. It leaked like December 4th, 2012. Wow. And he was heated, as I would be too. And that. A product of the internet. Guys who work at the factory, they get the album from pressing. They take it home. They put, upload it on the internet because it ships every Thursday. People who wonder why leaks happen all the time, it's because guys who are in the factories and in those jobs. I see y'all. I know, I know what y'all doing. Y'all take them out of the packaging and y'all upload them to the internet and then people can download them for free. I'm not against the leak. I'm not against it because the cult, like the culture has changed. Back in the day, Kyle, you could go in the store and say, what's the city called? Enter the wu Tang, 36 Chambers? All right, I'll buy it. See, see, right. see what it's about. You go home... I have seen unheard. ...ever heard. You, you heard nothing about it. What's the CD called? Reasonable Doubt? Right, I'll go check it out. All right, cool. Come back? Yo, that city was fire because the majority of the rappers back then were putting out music that mostly everybody liked and you could find dope things here and there. But if I if I go in the store... I have to make sure that my purchase is being reinforced with good music. And I can't just put down 14 dollars on To Pimp a Butterfly if I don't know that it's going to be worth 14 Is that kind of selfish to not, not trust Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, I should. But when that leak came out, I strained it. I was like, all right, let me see what this is about first. And then I went and bought it and I had the vinyl on the way, so Top Dog Don't Shoot Me. So I think the way that, like, the internet has changed music and the reason why it doesn't sell anymore is because instant gratification is such a huge issue in rap because everyone can get it when they want it. Oh, this album is leaked. All right, let's go download it. Let's, everyone goes down to download it and it's out a week before it's supposed to, like, drop. And that's why I think oversaturation is another problem. I don't know if we're going to touch about that later on, but just real quickly, oversaturation is why it doesn't sell either. It's because everyone can get albums within a week span. Like Earl will come out, Action Bronson will come out, and then Tyler will come out, and we'll have those albums to listen to within three days, and then we'll say, we're bored, we need something new. Because album dates are meant to be the day where you're supposed to listen to it. That's the way I always was raised on on music. When something is meant to come out, it's going to come out. And that's when you're supposed to get it. Not that Wednesday before, not that Thursday before, because that demeans the value and what they put into it. Let's not forget that rappers and artists put years or months. Like, Erykah Badu, she put five years into an album. Like, some mm. some rappers put, you know, like, three months in. And the quality shows. So the reason why that Young Thug's album can sell 16 k and Kendrick's album is going to sell, I think he's at 400 K k right now. Because,
3: no, he's already go, he's
0: already gone. Go, yeah. He like he's it's 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 already out of here for him. So he's good. So it's like sixteen k, four hundred k. That is a built. That is completely built on touring, merchandise, and the consumers' trust. Young Thug and I hate using him. Like I don't listen to his music. I do, but everyone always picks on him. So I just use him as as example. Right. Uh, the reason why he he, he sells sixteen k is because people don't trust his music. People don't trust them. They have to see what's going on. Oh, I, I like that lifestyle song, but let's see what this bar shit sex is about. Uh, that was alright. I'm not gonna buy it. But I'll download the leak. I like him that much, but how much right. do you like him to, to buy it? Okay, and that's so why and,
3: I, and you, you, let me stop you right there. So doesn't that mentality ultimately hurt in orders like Young Thug? If you if you say okay, I like lifestyle, which I actually know by the way. surprisingly um, only because my son Cameron loves that song Um, if if uh, if if you say okay I like lifestyle but I'm kind of lukewarm on the rest of it doesn't that ultimately hurt him because now you're not going to buy that album and like you said instead of getting you know instead of going gold he only sells Mm 18,000 doesn't that ultimately hurt hurt an artist like that
0: yeah, it does hurt it because when you put out and here's what I always say that the mixtape should have been just like a, a few run like it should have had a, like a run that should have ended a long time ago, because guys put out mixtapes that are better than the albums, and Young Thug has a slew of mixtapes that are better in my personal opinion than this bought the Six album that he just put out, and the reason why it's it hurts him is because the labels. Had like we're using the 1960s business model of we have to get a single, we have to promote you, we have to change your entire style, we gotta get you to do a dance, and then we're right. gonna put you out so everyone can love you. But then when the mixtape came out, everyone said yo, forget that. I'm gonna just put out 12, 13 tracks, or how many tracks I wanna put out, and I'm gonna get famous. I don't need your business model. So then right. the business started panning. So what they started to do is, alright, if you're not going to do the mixtape, then we're going to make sure to restructure the way albums sell. We're not going to ship your album out because we don't want you to, like, kill our business model. So the reason why certain guys sell the way they sell is not just the fact that they didn't, that, like, don't have fans, but the way that the business is set up, it's structured for certain people to fail. You know, it's just like in anything. Certain, certain things yeah, are corrupt, yeah, yeah. like crazy. Like, do you remember when he came out with that album uh, two years ago? Where it, like it was the million that was already sold to Samsung. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that's, like to me, that's like using cheat codes, man. Like, that's not uh, that's <laughs> not a million people. Like, what is that, yo? Like, and I love Jay Z, but that was right, a million right, right. sold to a company. And I think that the reason why it hurts people like the thugs or the rich homies, and when that albums flop, but people like the music is because there's not a trust between consumer. And your catalog, I like you, but I don't like you enough to buy this album, dog. This is fifteen dollars. I could buy two two sandwiches with this, man. I don't need to buy an album. I can just buy the leap.
3: That's true, man. I think I think, man, you touched on some great points. I think it's it ultimately it does hurt the artist, and then it goes back to I think what happens is it goes back to something that I mentioned earlier, the creativity, because. There's something in your music or something about you where people don't trust, where they're not going to drop it. I mean, times are hard. We just came out. We're we're on the back end of a economic recession, a, a global meltdown. So you're not making it. People aren't making as much money as they once did, you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, we're very so your disposable income is has taken a hit. And what I mean by you young bucks is that, you know, the money that you have left over after your bills are paid, the money you're going to use to entertain yourself is not what it once was. So, therefore, you have to be very selective as to what you spend your money on. Um, So, yeah, in that instance, a guy like me who is, I I wouldn't even call myself a fan of Lil Wayne, If if, if Lil Wayne drops the Carter seventeen or whichever card he's on right now. <laughs> he drops that. I you know what I'm telling you just how it's gonna play out. Hey Q you heard it? I'm gonna hit you up. Q you heard it? Yeah, yeah, it's tight. Alright. And that's it. And I can go <laughs> find it online. Or somebody can find it online for me via secondary marketing. I don't have to spend a dime on it. Uh the mm-hmm. he he can put fifteen tracks on it and the four tracks that I like, it'll be worth my download. Um and and ultimately, like you said, unless you're just a man, e- that even hurts a star like Lil Wayne because that's $15 that he doesn't get. And maybe because he's not getting or, or, or the particular artist, any artist in question not getting that money, they lose some control creatively over what they can do. So in essence, like you said, the system actually is set up to help some of them fail. Um, that being said, for someone like me who actually grew up with the culture, grew up in the era, word of mouth was everything. Uh, because you're right. <laughs> there was no, I mean, like you, and, and I was thinking about it as you were talking. I remember when you couldn't even go into, if, if you wanted to go buy Slick Rick's, uh, Great Adventures of Slick Rick, there was no situation where you could go actually go in the record store, listen to the album, and then, and you know, what, the record stores like Tower Records really started becoming groundbreakers because they would actually let you come in and you could listen to a snippet. You could listen to like 30, maybe 40 seconds of a song and you could actually hear the whole album but you could only hear, you know, 40 seconds or at the most a minute of the album. And um I thought that was cool and that was groundbreaking. Obviously that was before the internet. Um but to answer the question, one of the reasons why it doesn't sell is obviously the internet has made everything available and the music industry since the since the advent of uh Kazaa or Kaza, however you want to pronounce it where that where they had the file sharing where everybody oh, yeah. was where I I could get Jay-Z's album put it on my computer log into a a a system you could be on the other side of the world you see Jay-Z's album on my computer you jump in you actually extract every song from my computer well not from my computer but from from that particular uh, website or the what file. have you yeah that file and, and now you've got Jay-Z's album you got it from me neither one of us paid $15 and it's it's all good um, the
0: LimeWire
2: you know yeah LimeWire huge
3: the internet I mean the, the the music industry as a whole and shout out to Jockman he said music is down music sales are down all across the board and they are um but I don't care how many iTunes or anything you sell it, it's they have yet to recover, um, and that's why you have things like title, and you know you got mm-hmm. things like Jay, things Jay Z's rolling out where they're trying to get artists to yeah. make their money back. Um, to be honest, Q, I don't even know how the industry can catch up at this point because they're so far behind. Um, ultimately, it comes down to, like you said, are you going to drop sixteen dollars on? And and even even in saying that, albums cost more now than they've ever cost before. Fifteen years ago, you know, uh, an album like Hard Knock Life, you know, I think that album probably maxed out at ten, eleven bucks at the most, mm-hmm. and it was an album that went five times platinum. Um, you know, that al- I mean, uh, right now, <laughs> people are lucky if they go gold. I mean, going gold now is a is, is the is new a, platinum. A yeah, it's, it's it's the old platinum. Gold is the old platinum. I mean, but back then, man, 10 years, 15 years ago, I mean, like, if you weren't going platinum, you weren't successful. I mean, because if you look at the landscape of who was out at the time, I mean, you had your DMX out, you had JC, mm-hmm. you had, you know, Snoop, you had all of these, I think 50. M was just 50. You had M, he was just getting on the scene. If you couldn't, it was all about selling records. And
0: if, if you couldn't sell records,
3: you were done. it. <laughs>
0: If he went Diamond, I oh, won't give die trying, man. Like, Diamond hasn't even been reached since, since been, I, don't, I don't even believe. Like, those are numbers that people, it's like, the rap industry is so far ahead, and music industry in general is so far ahead of what the business model was of find your single, change your image, put you out mm-hmm. there, and you'll make a couple, a couple hundred thousand. Now, artists have completely, like I said, bumped that. What I can do is I can put out my music for free and I can talk directly to my fan base and get everyone on board with what I'm doing, directly talking to them on social media. I can send them directly. So what they're doing is, like, Tyler, the creator, in my opinion, he is a genius because what he did was he said, I'm going to just start touring and do merchandise. I don't care about my album sales. I'm going to put the album out in certain stores here and there, like Best Buy, the Hot Topics, and stores like that, or Walmart, but if it sells for 30000 that's okay, because you know why? I'm going to make about $2 million cool off touring around the world and selling merchandise on my own website, and the industry hates that. That's why the industry is so busy trying to buy the uh, Spotify's, uh, so busy trying to buy the SoundClouds, because they're trying to like, scrape everything back into this, like, little little pot that they can control and keep under, you know, their thumbs. But it's too big now, man. Like, they really know that this thing has exploded into an era in which this is the digital era. This is, like, keyboard warrior time where everyone's just finding links, finding new rappers, finding new artists, and we can take back our music to what it used to be just selling out the trunk. Mm-hmm. This is what the new trunk is. This is this is the new trunk music. You know how dudes just say you like the, their like mixtape.
3: Yeah. Now, and that's now how it's back in the day, man.
0: Yeah, like now it's just hey, here's my my link. Instead, back then, like ten years ago, it was hey, here's here's my demo. There's no demo anymore. There's no more a and r's. Yeah, the a and is the who's listening. More, more. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I, and I think I think that's, that's key, man, because, and, and you mentioned it, and a couple of people mentioned it on Twitter as well, the mixtape. Uh, the mixtape changed the game, and, and it's, you know, especially now, so many people rely on the mixtape, and everything is free. So you, you're getting your content out there, but, you know, very few artists at this point right now, especially hip-hop artists in particular, very few hip-hop artists are actually making money from, you know, record sales. They're making money from touring. They're making money from, like I said, merchandise. They're making more money trying to, you know, at one point in time, the whole ringtone things were big. But um, outside of that, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And unfortunately, and and I've always made the case uh, when I talk, <laughs> and, it, and I try not to get into hip-hop, huge hip-hop debates on Twitter because you only got 140 characters. Um, but I try to tell people, a lot of times, they, the first thing, you, you get into a discussion, what's the first thing someone says? Oh, well, such and such is hot. This is hot. The downside to being hot is that you're only hot for a certain amount of time. You know, and, and people always make the case, oh, well, yeah, Lil Wayne's hot. Well, I mean, yeah, Lil Wayne's hot. Don't get me wrong, he's hot. But Young Jock was hot. John Rule was, I mean, Ja, I can't think of anybody that was hotter than John Rule when it came to hip hop at one point in time. Mm-hmm. This dude was on not only hip hop albums, but he was on radio. I mean, he was all over the radio because he was on hooks. And what man, happened? Where is
0: Craig Mack? Where is Craig Mack? For first, foremost? Craig I'm man, Craig
3: Mack. <laughs> Craig Mack is in a church, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I'll i send you, <laughs> we did a show, what was that, last month? Uh, yeah, last month shout out to my man D Love Hall and V A Easy. Uh, we did a show on Bad Boy. It was it was the big three, Bad Boy. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and um, in my research, man, I found out that Craig Mack is joining this church. Oh, my God. There's Cold. you cult. Know, yeah, borderline a there There's a u There's a YouTube clip on. Go on YouTube after the show, check it out. Uh, just put Craig Mack Church, and you'll see him in this right. church, man. It cra craziest thing you want to see. Um. But yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's, it's you know you got to keep it creative, and I think right now the industry as a whole is just behind. And to be honest, they're so far behind, bro. I don't think they'll ever catch up. I commend the artists for going through unconventional methods to get their music and their content out there, um, you know. But it also let's just keep it real. It also makes the fan, the average consumer lazy because <laughs> if you know and we, we go back to Lil Wayne if you give me the Carter 5 for free and then you say okay well my new album is going to be called and let's say the Carter 5 is, is you give it on, on a mixtape it's free it's the the mixtape in between the album we, we've seen those before right it's the mixtape in between the album, so it's the mixtape that drops before the album actually drops. So and let's say his album is the Carter Deluxe. That's the name of the album. Mm-hmm. There's a segment of the fans that's gonna say, Well, you know what, I got the Carter five for free. I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for the Carter Deluxe. Why should I why should I pay sixteen dollars for that when you just gave me a free album? So You know, that's the gift and the curse of, you know, giving out free music and free material. Ultimately, people are going to want free. And ultimately, that's going to hurt your pockets. Uh, The phone number to call in is 347-215-7162. Again, 347-215-7162. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is 12 Radio. Tonight's topic, we're talking about the state of hip-hop. Got my man Q, the sixth man, in the building, taking you up until eleven. P.M. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, make sure that you pass the word, tell a friend, and tell a friend. If you miss any parts of tonight's show, you can check out our archives. Uh, several places you can check it out. Check it out right here, at blogtalkradio.com backslash 12kyle. You can also check it out on Stitcher. Stitcher is an application for your cell phone. If you have an Android or iPhone, you can download the Stitcher application from your application store. Uh, search 12kyle and listen to the 12 radio show at home or on the go at your leisure. It's just that simple. If you're on iTunes, you can check us out on iTunes. Subscribe there. And also, new feature now, man, we are being featured on SoundCloud and the YouTube and YouTube channel. Um, the, you, go to YouTube.com backslash 12Kyle uh, 12 T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E um, So, a couple places, man, where you can hear us if you missed any parts of tonight's show. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to seven seven four this is my man ryan ryan what's going on man
1: what's up guy what's up q yeah.
3: chillin', man what's up with you uh
1: not too much man just uh crank out the last couple of weeks uh, school
3: no doubt no doubt get it in get it in what you got for us tonight man
1: actually uh i wanted to talk about that idea of hip-hop there's something i wanted to bring up um the idea of like free music. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Tech9 and Strange Music, but um, what he did back in 2002, his album Absolute Power, he gave that out for free at first and did like a bunch of commercials. They're like you could find them on YouTube. They're old, but basically they gave that out for free. But then after the fact, people still bought it and it sold over 250,000 copies. I don't know how long it took, but people still bought it because. The idea, his mantra, he always quotes it, real shit always shines. So if you focus on just trying to make a dope music, music that will stand past the time that you people want to go back to, people will support that artist. And that whole idea of Strange New they took some ideas from like Loud Records or anything like that where you get street teams or you, you post it up where people can see like walking Billboards, the merch game, like you guys mentioned with Tyler, the creator. If you got your merch game on point, people come back, they're walking Billboards. The people will see it, learn about, oh, that's so-and-so, uh, the album's hot, I'll right, check it out. It, it just keeps growing that way because they would play shows where people were like small, like they played in front of a cooler, and then eventually would get more and more people to the point that they're selling out shows now. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And help. Uh, a major label wreck, he just did an interview, so they offered him $60 million for one of the singles that's being played on mainstream radio now. Wow. And he turned
0: it down.
3: So he
1: turned it, down a sixty million dollar deal. Sixty
0: million, yeah. Yeah, he did. I saw that. I saw that. Like, that's a really yeah. good point, right? Uh, because his business model is all about trying to hit the streets. He had he had, he had a nice ground game, and I think that's what most rappers do. And I, I always say, Tech 9 ne is a, is it also another genius that we don't appreciate because what he does in music is he gives out his merchandise. He has shows, and he has people over he's supporting his stuff by word of mouth. And I think he's mm-hmm. one of the only rappers who's successful today doing yeah. what he does on his own terms, putting out one mm-hmm. of the, like, also, if you haven't been to any of his live shows, he puts out one of the greatest shows I've seen you ever do, better shows than any dude I've seen. And he puts say, all yeah. out word of mouth. Word of mouth. Right. right. Yeah, and you, and you know what, what happens when
3: you do stuff like that? Now, and obviously, a guy like Tyler is is on the the upper end of the spectrum. But when you do things like that, the industry can't box you in. They can't define you and and tell you what you should do or or how you should stick to a certain format. I mean, for for what it's worth, love him or hate him, Um, Jay-Z did that with Rockefeller. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rockefeller had their own business model. They had their own way of going about making their music. And they were hugely successful. So when it came time to get a deal... You know, once they got their deal, uh, they you couldn't tell them what how they had to do it because they'd already shown that they could have success without you know the 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 industry. Same with guys like Eminem. Same with guys like and it goes back to when you th- when you talk about um, uh, you know mixtapes. Uh, Nelly was another guy, and I'm just thinking about contemporary guys. And then you move on forward to even guys like Kendrick Lamar, who had a huge following prior to any you know, any major... I mean, and and it was even interesting when we talk about Kendrick, was there's so many people that are just finding out about Kendrick Lamar. Like, oh my God. they don't know anything about overly dedicated. They don't know anything about uh, Section, <sighs> Section 8. 80. Uh, you Kendrick know, so up. they thought that, you know, uh, Good Kid, Mad City was like the first time that, that for a lot of people, that was their introduction to Kendrick Lamar. So, yeah. and, and I think, but that goes back to the success of TDE, those yep. guys have a, a plan and they've stuck to their plan. And because they were successful without the industry, once right. they got into the industry, you know, the industry kind of had to cater to them as opposed to them catering to the industry.
1: Right. Like, actually just a fun fact, cause I did like in my off time, just randomly looking around on forums and I found a website actually that, cause J rock used to be signed to strange and when they linked up back then, Strange Music actually sad TD, all TDE, Kendrick, Absol, Rock, and uh, Q on a, a signed contract, but they had a right to refusal at any point. So they took a lot of points to learn from Tech when he put them out on tours with them. So that they, they took ideas from that business label to go on their own. And then when, you know, uh, Aftermath, they heard that, they let them go eventually mm-hmm. when wow. that time was right so they knew it was something going to be bigger so they could have their success and not keep them boxed in but it's a lot of a lot of points that exactly all. they they do the same things with their merch game heck I just saw it today on their t- on their shop they're giving away physical copies for a limited time It's like overly dedicated setbacks and the Kendrick Lamar EP now so people can look up the old shit
3: and that's good and, and I think what that does is that, that gives the like you said people who are kind of for lack of a better term, late to the party, that gives right. them a chance to, you know, hear stuff, the earlier stuff, and 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 then get a chance to pre- appreciate them even more. Right. Yeah, it, it's good. So b- before we get you out of here, Ryan, qu- what, where, where do you think hip hop is? What what would you consider to be the state of hip hop right now?
1: I think it's starting to get a little more balanced. I think. Especially with like Tapinba Butterfly is really gonna make a a landmark I think, with terms of the type of like topics people can hear like you can talk about these topics you can you can talk about this this and you don't have to stick to a club track you don't have to stick to I'm gonna steal steal your girl track or uh, I got all this money bragging about what this that and the third. Um, I think it's starting to show a little bit more because there's a little more diversity at least even in my local radio that I noticed at one point I was shocked I was like wow they actually played a record that I didn't think they would ever play
0: right um, <laughs>
1: um, so I think it's 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 starting to slowly creep back because I think people are really at that point they're just tired of the same you know gangster pimp ho topics the cliches and right. same bullshit everything's a DJ mustard beat or everything just sounds the same or, no diversity, or they just wait for a Drake track and hop on that, or I don't know. It's
2: it's <laughs> it's
1: starting to it's it, it's starting to creep back, and I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. But I think it's starting to creep towards a balance, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet.
3: Oh yeah, I agree. I think it's it's moving towards that way, and and the the closer and closer it gets, I think the better off the genre genre actually will be. I agree. Hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, man.
1: Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Have a good night. All
3: right, All right man, you too. Thanks. Peace. Phone number, my man Ryan, call 347-215-7162. Again, 347-215-7162. Uh, we've got about 20 minutes left, uh, so pass the word. Get it in and keep tweeting at us. Uh, hit Q up on on Twitter at QGotNoRings. You can also hit me up on Twitter at twelve Kyle. Um, next question I have for you, Q. Uh, we talked a little bit about how hip hop fell off a little bit, um, or actually how it's fallen off. I mean a lot of people a lot of people don't like what they hear when they think of today's hip hop. Um and you touched on it a little earlier. Question I have for you if you think there has been a decline in hip hop, who do you blame? this
0: man current hip hop who would I blame uh, I would blame the people who are disingenuous with the music they make uh if you don't live if your lifestyle isn't going out partying and drinking all the time, having fun, you know, and like that's not what you do. And you try to front, like, oh, this, was, this is what I've been doing. you trying to copy what's going on and try to be basically just being a, a complete fighter of, oh, I'm going to do what Wayne did. or Oh, I'm going to do right. what uh, Cameron did. Oh, I'm going to do what 50 did. I'm going to try to make a Dre beat and sound like, you know, game or whatever. I think those people, and I don't like calling out specific names because I have so much respect for the guys like Wayne. Because Wayne, to me, was one, like the greatest like when i like when i was growing up we used to bumble all the time drop one through three the dedication tapes those were and those are still great up to me but every rapper falls off and everyone has a pitfall no one's really to blame for it but if you had to place blame on something or somebody i would place blame on three things it would be the people who are biters people who are only in it for the money and the consumer, because ultimately the consumer decides what pops. and the artist puts out the message. All right, so it takes two to tango. You can't get hot if a million people aren't saying, "Yo, that's my shit." Yo, I love this song. I need to hear this on, on on the radio every three minutes. You live in Atlanta. You live in the like hot like the hot like stations all the time. Like, oh, here we got coming out with a new Ti song. Or here we got coming up with a new G D song, or a new Wayne song, a new Young Thug, new Rich Gang, new Birdman, new Fresh Mon- Montana. Every single second, those songs are being replayed and replayed and replayed. Someone's asking for that. It's right. not just the the, the company give, giving spins. It's people calling in saying, Yo, I want to hear this new uh, this new um, Kendrick song." You know, and that would be great if people were asking for that all the time, but they aren't because people just want to have fun. Everybody just wants to you know party all the time and everyone wants to ignore the messages and, and like the more serious side or the more thought-provoking side of what you know is great and that's what makes Kendrick and all those guys so great like Black Thought, The Commons, those type of people and like qualities because not only can they make songs with a message they, they can make songs that have a melody and songs that are can actually be fun. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It, 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 it takes a special MC to be able to fuse entertainment with knowledge. So you can't really blame one person. It's like three things, man. It's like the industry, the people who are in it just for the money, and the consumers. Those three things. You you all decide what gets hot.
3: That's true. That that is true. Um, <laughs> shout out to man, my man, Jockman on Twitter. He said, "Blame Obama." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a joke, people. Um, I, I blame Puffy, man. I blame it's all Puffy's. When I let me stop. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. I think it's it's a culmination of things. Uh, it's it's the industry as a whole, uh, because right. there are no record executives. The, there's the record executives and the A and R's and everybody at the label they want you to have a certain sound and they want you to have a certain look and it goes back to what i talked about a little earlier where in and for me coming up in an era where the worst thing you could ever be was to sound or look like somebody else and you know if you turn the tv on and watch videos uh or if you turn the radio on and listen to songs a lot of what you hear is a lot of people sounding like other people um but that's twofold. It's the record labels, it's the industry, it's the consumer. So, you know, and, and you touched on it a little earlier, and we we kind of skipped around it, but I want to go back to it. Um, you know, people will. I one of the things that burns me the most about people, particularly people who consider themselves to be hip hop fans, when they say all oh, this music. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say a lot of music. A lot of music is, a lot of the music is trash. But the thing is When you say You know What I listen to On the radio Is just garbage Well if you're Listening to If you're listening If you're trying to get Dope music It's probably not On the radio You're probably Going to hear The same song You know Every 15 minutes Um So You know The thing is Is if you want to hear Logic Call the radio station And tell Hey I want to hear Logic If you want to hear Run the Jewels I've never heard Run the Jewels on any hip-hop station here in Atlanta. Never. Not that NLP. I will will preface my comment by saying I don't listen to the radio here. But in the little bit of time that I do listen to the radio, you'll never, now you'll hear, you may hear Killer Mike or maybe one of his older songs, uh, you know, from his uh, his mixtapes or something like that. But you won't hear Run the Jewels on, on, unless Run the Jewels, next song goes platinum or something like that, that's the only way that you'll hear them, on the radio. And and that's not to say that it it didn't happen. If it happened, I didn't hear it. <laughs> that being said, I think it's, um, you know, it goes back to us as the consumer. What are you asking for? Are you calling the radio station saying, hey, this is what I want to hear? And then also, as a consumer, as a fan, you have to demand more. You have to say, well, look, man, I'm not I don't want to hear that. I want to hear you, you know, I want to hear you spit bars. I think one of the great things that um, the homies from Dead and Hip Hop do on their reviews is that when they review a project, the little segment at the end where they are actually talking to the artist saying, hey, this is what I think you should do. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. I mean, you never know. Maybe an artist might watch that and say, well, hey, you know, I never really thought about it. It's obvious just from their success. That these that artists are watching. I mean, even like Cormega talked about the fact that, you know, I think somebody had said something in a review about the album, I think it was B, and, you know, they kinda of went back and forth about the point that he made or, or at least tried to make. Um but I think generally speaking, artists really want to hear what the consumer has to say. They want to hear from fans. Because <laughs> truth be told, I mean, when it, when when Rick Ross is making an album Who's listening to his album when he's making it? His boys. You think Rick Ross? Do you really think Rick Ross has people in his camp saying, "Nah, man, you can't, you can't make that one. That was whack." There's nobody in Rick Ross, and it goes for Rick Ross, that goes for Jay Z, that goes for Wayne. There's nobody in their camp telling them that the song is whack. So they really want to hear from the fans and consumers for people to say, "Well, hey, I think this is dope. I, I like this. I don't like this. I think you should tweak this. I think this is." this will be good, so forth and so on. So I think when we get to that point and we have more of that, then you'll start to see, you know, more critical and more balance that we need. But, um, you know, if you if you want to hear balance, and it's something you said earlier, too, there's probably more balance in hip-hop now than there's been in the last 10, 15 years. But you can't just go to radio looking for it. It's all... You, you have to... You know, sometimes you got to go through unconventional well, methods. Know, right.
0: it. another solution would be just don't listen to the radio. Plug in your aux cord because yeah, numbers don't lie. Numbers speak to people. So if I'm like a regular exec and I see that no one's listening to the radio anymore, guess what? I'm not going to worry about singles. And that's why I said that the business model of the 1950s is over. No one wants to put out a single... Let's change your image, and then you're going to sell a million dollars. Like, that's not what the music industry is anymore. It's, I'm going to do what I want. So, as a consumer, don't listen to it if it doesn't, if if it doesn't, like, if it isn't real to you. If you're feeling it, then it's obviously real to you. So, if you hate the the fact that the Young Thug and Nicki Minaj song is on the radio and Ray Schumer is on the radio all the time, and you hate the No Type song, and you just cannot stand it. Then, how about you trying to lay off and listen to your iPod or put your iPhone in or anything uh, to your Oscord and listen to what you do? Because when those ratings come back and they see that there is a 50% decrease in the radio, guess what they're going to start doing? Calling the rappers themselves saying, Yo, give me a song to put it on the radio. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm the radio right? Yeah, and the radio changes. Make the industry change for you. Don't change for the industry. And that's what these new guys are doing. That's what I love about them because no one. And I, I love how no one's caring about album sales anymore. You ask if you ask everyone, people will say, "Yeah, I mean, it would be great to go gold, but as long as I'm making money off my merch and my touring and my fans like what I'm putting out, I don't care about going platinum. Like that's not my number one thing. It would be amazing, but that's not my number one goal. And I love the fact that rappers are being this open about it and trying to change the industry within. You know, not just trying to you know conform."
3: No, no doubt. No doubt. I agree totally. 347-215-7162 is the phone number to call. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 516. 516, you're on with 12, Kyle. And Q, Six man, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: What's up, Sus? This is me, Randy.
3: Randy, what's going on, man? Yo, what's
4: good, yo. Nothing much, not much, Kyle. Nothing much, Q. This Thanks is for coming awesome in, man. Nothing much, bro. What you got for me tonight? I, you know, I know, I know you guys are talking about what the business model was going on hip hop. I feel like what's going. I think in the next ten years, I'll, like like physical copy albums are not going to be a factor. They're they're going to be gone in the next ten years, and here's okay. why. Because here's why. because like with the radio, you able to get all the free content. Like all the free content, everybody's album is is there available for you to get. People have people like us hip hop fans, well, claim to be hip hop fans, are are just not gonna look um look to like to stores that, that buy that buy that buy albums. Like mm-hmm. I used to remember when I was like eight, like eight years old, I remember used to go into like to record stores and buy like one of my favorite artists' albums, like yo, know, this album is hot. This is fire. But but now today it's just nah, yeah, I can get it I can get it through the radio. I, no, I can get it to the to the internet. It's, it's all there. Why do I need to spend like like, like you Kyle says, fifteen dollars or eighteen dollars for an album if I can get it for free on that I can get it for free.
3: Right. Right. And that's the thing, and I think, you know, it it's it's a two-way street, and it's a double-edged sword, man. Because what happens is, if you don't put out that that quality content, you know, you, you're really forcing you're not really forcing the, the consumer's hand as, as much as you might think. Because you know, ultimately, they can always fall back on the alternative. You know what? Uh, I ain't gonna buy it. You know,
4: you what, I mean? know what? Yeah, I get what you mean. And it's like you have. For you to buy an al- for you to buy an album, you as a as a consumer, you have to really be a fan of, of that of that artist. If you like, if you are a fan of of J. Cole or Kendrick or me Logic, you know you're gonna buy their albums because you know they're gonna give you great quality content. But if it was like for Little Wayne or like Rick Ross or like meek Mill, for example, you're not gonna trust you're not gonna trust them. I'm like, eh, I'll go check I'll go check their their album out maybe they'll be it's gonna be hot, but you're gonna know out of like ten songs you're gonna get two like two of them that's that's really good to you, and then I just download it and I'll just download it for for free and I'll just take the two songs and I'm good
3: right, right, and that makes a difference man that that really makes a difference and and it's gonna be interesting to see, like you said, how 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 it plays out going forward because, you know, ultimately the game has changed and how the industry keeps pace or at least tries to catch up, it, uh, remains to be seen. Um, looks like we got one more call we gotta try to get in. Hey, as always Randy, man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, brother.
4: Nothing much nothing much, Kyle. All right.
3: All right see man, you. we'll holler at you next week. I holler. Peace. And shout out to Randy, man. He called in last night at uh, Dead End Sports and calling in tonight. Definitely appreciate the love. Let's jump to the phone lines. Get one more call before we get up out of here. Let's go to eight three one eight three one. You're on with uh, twelve Kyle and Q six man. What's your name? Where you calling from?
2: Hey, what's up? It's Nico. How you guys doing?
3: Nico, what's up, man? Yo,
2: good. Not much. Just watching the Spurs uh, Clippers game right now. It's pretty lit, but uh, okay. um, I just wanted to. I'll uh, talk about the last question about like who it is that we blame them or who deserves most of the blame mm-hmm. for the way the industry is and first first of all, let me just uh say I agree with Q that it has been improving over the last ten or fifteen years, but I think uh you have to look at just like the like the suits at, uh behind everything like they mm-hmm. want this sound, they want everything, and then it also leads back to the consumer. But uh, just in, like I think, what's in between that's messing everything up is like you have like dominance of different mediums, like iTunes. The way iTunes and mostly Spotify now dominate everything. Like I was even reading an article today that title is a flop, and it didn't really—it's not really doing anything because people just got like the 30-day trial and then they gave up on it because it's like the same thing as Spotify, basically. Right. So I think that's another thing that there's a lot of dominance between like the people who distribute the music. Or like the mediums between that.
3: True. Yeah, that that has something to do with it. And and it it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, because that part of the industry is always changing. and my thing is I wonder how they're gonna be able to keep up because ultimately something's gonna get left behind. And it could be the fans. <laughs> yeah,
2: or it could sure. be the artists. Um yeah, I was just thinking about that because I was reading the article saying how like Title wasn't working and everything, and uh, I was also like seeing how um, Jay Z and Beyonce are just are they have like a collaborative album and they're just gonna drop it exclusively through Title. So I think like you're gonna have certain artists that have like different preferences of how they want their music distributed. That it's going to be harder to get certain projects from different people, so I think that's going to play kind of a factor into it in the future as well, as far as the development of the industry.
3: And when you have when you have a situation like that, uh, what it does is it creates uh, exclusivity. So you know, if you're a real big if you're a real big Jay Z fan or real big Beyonce fan, you know, maybe you don't want title, but you want you'll get it just to you know just to get that album. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of... Sorry about that. No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: I was going to say it's kind of like how, you know, uh, Apple users didn't have uh, Jay-Z's, the Magna Carta Holy Grail album. Right,
3: right. That's a good
2: point. That's
3: a good point. Hey, man, we're up against the break, man. As always, Nico, man, we thank you for calling in, brother. We appreciate it. All
2: right, man, you guys have a good one.
3: All right, you too, man. (laughs) Peace, peace. Phone number Nico. Call three four seven two one five seven one six two. Got time for one more quick question, Q man? Um, when it comes to hip hop, man, who excites you? And I put in quotation mark. Who excites you in hip hop when you listen to their music?
0: Who excites me? Okay, real quick. Um, I have a few, and I thought about this quick question when I was reading the the Q for this. Um, Pusha T, uh, for sure. I think he has amazing diction, he has really good mic presence, and his bars are crazy. And whenever he drops, I have to stop on doing and listen to it. Another rapper from Chicago, Lil Herb, he's a new cat. I think he can rap his ass off. I think when he drops, he has like 10 different flows. I love when he drops music, I have to listen to it. Logic, Big Crit, Kendrick Cole, obviously. Um, probably the other two would be Earl and probably Chance the Rapper. Those two guys. And also, of course, the OG, the Roots, anything from Philly. Of course, right. you know, Black Thought, Freddie Gibbs, those guys, those are the main people, and you all can kind of tell what type of – I'm more of a both sides of the spectrum kind of guy. You can catch me listening to Chief Keith, then you can catch me listening to a Cormega album, or you can catch me listening to, you know, a Young Father's album or something of the sort like that. I like oh, every – yeah, it's it's, it's,
3: it's it's really it's
0: it's really different out here, man. Like I really hey, just enjoy a lot of for it,
3: man. Because you know me, anybody named young or little, I'm definitely not listening to. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. man, that, that's a great answer though. Uh, I, I, and I'm gonna go just new school cats. I, I I always listen to old school, so that's that's a given. Um, obviously, Kendrick, uh, Crit, um, Rhapsody. Really, really big on her. Uh, um, there's so many. J Cole. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's a there's a nice young crop of MCs, like you said, Logic, uh, that I'm checking for. Um, you know, on a consistent basis. Still big. You know, I, I wouldn't really call consider Run the Jewels young, but I'm definitely checking for their music too. Um, yeah, man. So so that that's it, man. Wow, just that fast. We have come to the end. Joey Badass. Can't forget about Joey. Um,
0: yeah. I like that we come it. to the
3: end of the show. Man, I got to thank the Six Man Q for coming through, man, and rocking with me, man. We definitely appreciate it. This is the Volume 1 edition, so we're definitely going to get Q back on, and we're going to talk some more hip-hop, man, because trust me, we got a lot more to talk about, a lot more to cover. Yeah. We didn't even get through half of the stuff we were going to talk about tonight. Um, if you missed any parts of tonight's show, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com. Backslash 12 Kyle. You can also check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Um, That's going to do it for this week. Make sure that you come back next week. We're going to do a crazy session of Ask 12 Kyle. Uh, My homegirl Kyle Love is coming through. Uh, So it's going to be bananas. You know how we do when she comes around. (laughs) It's going to be comical. Uh, That's going to do it for this week, man. So for my man Q to Six Man, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace.
0: Peace.